It's February 24th, 2020. Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Just talking about Monday Night Raw, the go-home show. Before Super Showdown, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Here to talk about all the action. Oh, that ending tonight. Oh, my God. Can you believe it, Matt? What a twist. The show sucked. <laughs> hey, you said it, bro. Uh, Raj, how are you feeling about it? You know, I, I didn't think it was that terrible. I thought uh, I thought that ending was it was random. Um I don't know if they're going somewhere with this referee or was since they're in Canada, they felt like they had to do a screw job. But, um, yeah, I thought that that whole thing kind of sucked. But uh, I, the rest of the show I thought was pretty good. There was parts of it that was good. I love yeah. KO promo. Yeah. Um, there's other parts in there that were okay. But uh, not happy. I, I didn't like the show. I, I was honestly dreading to have to continue to watch it <laughs> it felt i mean by the time that third hour came it felt long and i don't know what it is with seth i i really like him as a heel but not in this role not this monday night messiah thing just is not working for me and when he comes on i'm just uh, just kind of check out he's acting because he's acting he's, he's playing he's playing wrestling right now. Right. it's a really shitty gimmick um i mean just all things considered right it's kind of the well pal go out there and compare yourself to jesus writes itself it's just kind of lazy i don't know uh let's talk about the opening of the show Lord. um you know what it, okay here's what it is here's exactly what it is the twist and twist i don't mind so bad but the randy orton thing what's the reason why randy tell kevin the reason why everybody wants to know the reason why what's in the cage what's the big mystery of the cage i'm sure next week why did the ref why is the ref converting to seth and following him they suck with this mystery shit this is not lost there is no big prize at the end of this treasure hunt yeah i mean if they could do it well wcw used to do it well um you know where they paid off the the mystery the third man you know other ones like that sting which side is he on WCW used to be able to play those off well. WWE has not been able to. I mean, just look at, you know, Which Roman Reigns getting hit by the car. Yeah. So, they were in Winnipeg tonight. Randy Orton came out, and Randy Orton did some research. He went on the Google and found out that the last time they were in Winnipeg for Raw, Edge punched him in the face. Uh, so, maybe, maybe a little bit of... Uh, Backstory there, but he was confronted by Kevin Owens, came out. Kevin got a huge pop, of course, being in Canada. Kevin talking about how inspired he was to have uh, see Edge return at the Royal Rumble. He wanted the chance to work with Edge. He remembers watching him retire, and uh, they got into it, setting up the main event for later in the night. Um, Matt, were you almost disappointed that they brought in the Rollins stuff? I mean, Orton versus KO with this thing around Edge is cool. Why did they have to bring in the this this train, this, this swarm of... You know, uh, mediocrity at the end. I, I, I don't know. It didn't need it. Um, Kevin Kevin Owens cut a very impassioned, very impassioned promo. I believed him. Um, I don't know what's up with his dinosaur tattoo on his left arm. Are we going to talk about that? What's that? Is that what, does that have special meaning? I didn't even notice it. Is that new? Fans, in dinosaurs. The, fans in the chat room, what does the Tyrannosaurus Rex have to do with uh, Kevin Owens that I'm not aware of. Uh, they both have teeny arms. No, I'm just saying that's what his tattoo is. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm missing some hidden message that I don't know about, that he's into dinosaurs or what the deal is. But besides the fact, his promo was money. His promo was really good. I liked it a lot. 
It was a good opening. Uh, I can tell you, Matt, that Kevin Owens is very into aquariums and museums. And when there he tours, go. he always makes a point to hit up the local aquarium and local museums. Well, I can't talk shit because when I first got brought up to SmackDown, I had a flaming basketball on my left shoulder that I've since gotten covered. What'd you get covered with? Um, whatever the hell this crap is. So it's still there? You, you just got another tattoo on top of it? Yeah, you can still see it a little bit. Because I remember uh, Undertaker when he had the his wife's name tattooed on his neck, and remember he he got that removed, and it took just it took years. Yeah, tattoo removal is no joke. You're better getting it covered. Uh, Mitch Orobsky with the super chat five dollars Canadian saying they seem to be just stalling with these Randy promos because they don't know. We already know they don't know, and I'm okay with them not knowing or delivering. Yeah, I almost feel like uh, that's how they should end it. Just be like, you guys want to know? Well, I'm not going to tell you. And that's it. Just drop it. <laughs> because uh, playing this off every week, it is getting a little redundant. It just feels like you're watching the same thing every week. So that being said, I thought Orton Orton just being Orton out there is great. And uh, and Kevin Owens was great. They they played uh, you know they played great off each other. And I like for for one week that they weren't going to be doing Team Seth versus Team Owens. Yeah, so. that's why it was so disappointing at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Because Orton versus KO is has some legs. It could be really good. Oh, I, definitely. Yeah, if they, yeah. If they actually do it, Team Seth versus Team Owens doesn't. Nope. They they had done that every week until this week. This and it year. feels it feels like the faction just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And now that Seth has got followers on the WWE crew, this is going to end up like more people following Seth than we're in NWO by the end of this. Well, I don't think they. It's still just Murphy and AOP and Seth and the referee now. Well, we don't. We, it, this could have been a one night thing. I can't see that referee just hanging out with them. <laughs> I hope not. You know, this is why people wrote off Jesus this way at the beginning. Look where Christianity is now, I'm just saying. What is, this, <laughs> are we, is this another edit that's going to be happening here? <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyhow, uh, Angel Garza versus Umberto Carrillo tonight. Okay. Before you say anything, uh, Garza, I'm now a fan of him. Okay. Just want to point that out. Yeah. I... This, I thought this match was, this is one of those matches I thought was, if you're a wrestling fan, a hardcore fan, this was great. It, I mean, it was two guys, you could tell they could just read each other very well. Obviously, they're cousins. They could, they, they just, it was oh, seamless. Yeah, yeah. In real life, they're cousins? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that in real life they were. Um, yeah, it was well done. I loved old girl's promo, though. I, I loved the setup of it. She made him look like a freaking star and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I just like him. I like him a lot. I like his cockiness. I like his swagger backstage and how when she's putting him over, just his body language. He's a good-looking dude. You can tell he thinks his bleep doesn't stink. Um, that works, you know, in getting heat. Um, fantastic. Both of them are really good in the ring, obviously. But I, I, I dig him. I, I like. I hope they don't. Well, let's just call it a spade a spade. You know what they're going to do with him. It's going to go on to become 50-50 booking for this guy, just like it is everybody else. Yeah, that's that's my only issue, is I worry because of his size that he's not yeah. going to be getting the push that maybe if they gave him the shot that he might be able to you know, yeah. take the ball and run. Who knows? He, 
Yeah, he's got that charisma. He's got that, like you said, the swagger without overdoing it. It's not like he feels like he's playing a character. He looks like he really does. Like you said, it look like his shit don't stink. Uh, his S don't stink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but good you, when you go back and say the censored version after you said the well, When you're editing, you could go back and take that out. I'm not editing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, 100% live. The only thing I was wondering is more casual fans. Are they going to, because this match was long. And like I said, I really enjoyed it as a, as, a, as a hardcore fan. A casual fan in the first hour, are they going to stick with it or do they change the channel? To me, this seemed like a one where fans change the channel as it goes on. And I, I hope I'm wrong but because uh, they worked hard and the match was great. Zelina is fantastic. Oh, she's I awesome. I feel like she so can get good. you invested in anything. She's you know what? She's the biggest star out of all three of them. Yeah. You know what I wonder is if Angel Garza made himself into such a star that they changed plans on Andrade. You know what I mean? Like the push oh. that they were giving Andrade, they switch it to Angel. I, I like him. I'm being dead serious. And I know Andrade is so good. I get it. And he's a little bit bigger. So, therefore, he has more uh, meat on the bone, so to speak, with a uh, pervert, hopefully, uh, a, ma a main event run one day, right? Yeah. But uh, I like this guy better. Like cars are better. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think with this, you could tell that they're trying to get something going with Andrade out for the time being. I think the angle with them cousins uh, being cousins is good. It's interesting. They're going with Angel. What was she saying? Referring to him as a lady killer. He has dimples as well. So it seems weird. They're knocking Umberto for that. Perhaps it's a shared hereditary trait. But the match itself, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. The things you notice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know what? They could have Angel Andrade be like uh, the Rock and Farouk for a while, where Farouk was kind of the, you know, the oh, yeah. straight, you know, straight edge, like the heel, but the Rock was always annoying him, and then eventually uh, you have him turn. But um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought this match worked. Yeah. Ricochet versus Luke Gallows. Gee, nobody could tell what this finish was going to be. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? And then you have Jerry Lawler just sounding completely, once again, just just completely under um, underselling. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ricochet the entire time, and been like shocked that he beat Luke Gallows, who has not won a singles match in God knows how long. Like, come on! <laughs> well, just just a few weeks ago, remember Drew squashed Luke Gallows and, and Carl Anderson. To get you know at the same time, I mean that's right, and I, I hate to say because I love Drew. I wish I wish they used Drew in a better light, you know. And but still, a singles loss doesn't doesn't hurt Drew at all. He's a tag team performer now. Yeah, my um, Drew, you mean you're you're talking about Luke Gallows, yeah, 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 Drew Galloway. I mean, um, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, good good win for Ricochet. But uh, I thought it was, it was very. They tipped their hand immediately since so I saw who his opponent was. It was like, oh, this is a win. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It seems win or lose, they're setting up him to go into a feud with AJ after this. Who? Uh, Ricochet. Uh, no, they were. It seemed like they were setting up uh, AJ and Alistair Black. Yeah. Oh, I, well, they're oh, doing that next, next week. Yeah. Um, thanks, Terry Allen, for the super chat donation. Uh, fun times with games. Thanks. He said, <laughs> I fell asleep during the show and just woke up. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, he literally didn't miss anything. <laughs> I felt like with Ricochet, with him in the ring, he did not feel like someone getting a world title shot in three days. No. 
No, not at all. And I feel like with Brock, the way they had him look like just a killer in the Royal Rumble, they should have him just destroy Ricochet, I think, and build him up that much more as the monster. And that way, when Drew beats him at WrestleMania, it means that much more. Because Ricochet, him getting a few moves in on Brock's not going to do anything for him. So just let Brock be the monster is what what I feel like they should do. That's gonna, what else would happen? Yeah, the, you know, Ricochet gets, you know, like how Brock's matches with uh, Finn Balor. Yeah. Yep. I think it should be just a one-sided destruction. And I like Ricochet. It's nothing against him. But he's not hot right now with how he's been pushed. And the promos he's cut, they've heard him. We will see what happens at Super Showdown. Uh, I mean, Ricochet is not winning the title. No. No. It's not happening. It's really about what they do. Beyond this, uh, yes, Alistair Black backstage of the club did beat him up. So, yeah, perhaps uh, AJ versus Black. I think they announced that for next week, right? I think so. Yes. They did a good job of building sympathy for Black, I thought. Uh, It was smart to show him get back up as well. After getting jumped, uh, Matt, what'd you think of the Heyman promo with Brock? Get back to that. <clears throat> um, yeah. What about it? Same stuff, different week. Same, like seriously, it's always the same stuff, different week. I hate to say it because I love Paul Heyman, but it's boring at this point. Yeah, I cannot tell you what what he said. It was yeah, it was so redundant. Uh, thanks to Nightmare Need, $20 donation. Uh, Damn. He wow. said, uh, just being random, but I really enjoy your show. Uh, review, Enjoy your review more than the actual show. I just can't bring myself to watch it, even NXT, and I love NXT. Also, check out my nephew, Blake182. He's a local wrestler based out of Michigan. Will do. Thanks for the donation. And thanks to Randy M for $2. It says, it's going to be the typical small man Brock match. Usually, Brock gives the small guys, you know, some... <laughs> some hope i don't think they should do that here what do you think matt <clears throat> i don't think it matters i think i think even if he squashes ricochet who cares who, who did he squash does it really add to his matt his his monster you know uh profiles being a monster killer to me it doesn't because the guy is less than nothing if how with how they booked him this isn't even a daniel bryan this isn't even a finn balor in this case so, like, him just walking right through him doesn't do anything. This is probably the lowest profile opponent Brock has had since Definitely. he's been back. Definitely. Yeah. But Def- it could be an amazing match, though, still. I, of course it could. That's what I'm hoping they do with it, because I don't think it hurts Brock at all or Drew afterwards. I really don't. I just still... Brock has got it so cemented in our heads now, Raj, that he is a man beast and that he's a killer. He's a Viking, a real-life, modern-day Viking. And that, so, like, you can't get any higher with him. I think if you have Brock just destroying him, and then you have Drew come out, lay Brock out, I don't know, you know, where he's just killing Ricochet, fans are, like, booing him like crazy, and that brings brings Drew out. That could still happen, but give Ricochet something in there. I mean, I don't, I just don't think it's a wasted opportunity on Ricochet, too. If they don't try at least do something. I know we know he's not going to win. Yeah, but he's super athletic, and I would like to see. I don't know. We always say Brock that, that they don't use Brock appropriately to help get other talent over when the time's right, and 
I don't know. I just think the kid, I think the kid can get a little bit of a rub out of this somewhere in there. I don't know. I'd like to see it, but man. no, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just a showcase for Ricochet, and I think if he has an incredible match, it'll help. But I, I still feel like they don't really know what they're doing with him. This is not. Wait, this is not going to be a showcase for Ricochet. This you don't think they'll give him? I mean, a slaughter like, for Ricochet. It's just a matter of how much is Brock going to give him. I hope Brock gives him something in there where we do get to see a little bit of something from Ricochet. I wouldn't call it a showcase. A showcase is something where it's like a reverse squash match for a little guy, where a little guy gets to get all his little, gets all his shit in, and then goes over at the end. Daniel Bryan. Versus but Brock. Daniel Bryan was world champion when he faced Brock. And I would argue it was a showcase for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Pretty good match for Daniel Bryan. He got his ass handed to him the entire match if you go back and watch it. And then they did such a good job of making us believe at the very end that DB had a shot there. That was so good. Was it was a really good match. I, I rewatched that like a like a month ago, and I remember really? still really liking it. Don't you remember Daniel Bryan looked like he was dead? Like, we all thought he was concussed for sure. Yeah, it was like the first, like, yeah, seven minutes Brock just destroyed him. But then when Daniel Bryan came back, it turned into, I mean, it was compelling. You, you almost believed that Daniel could win it, uh, which, you, you know, I loved AJ and Brock too, but you didn't have that belief. Finn, you didn't have that belief, but Daniel Bryan, you did. We'll yeah. see. I hope they give him something because I hate to see the wasted opportunity. Again, a squash does nothing for Brock here. It doesn't. Mm. Did not well, with Ricochet. Did not that enough with Ricochet, where a squash to him is like, oh my God, Brock just, he just beat him in like 55 seconds. Like, I'm not going to be impressed with that. Even if he beats him in three seconds, I'm not going to be impressed by that. Yeah. He's all as high up as you can get, is what I'm saying. That's all. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really left for Brock. No, there's not. Which is the problem. I mean, so Matt, what do you do? What do you do when Which you're at that stage? Why the drop to the Drew is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're they're doing it. You're seeing it. They're making Drew look like a killer. And he's and by taking out Brock, in theory, a superstar should be born. Now, whether they can go with it and maintain it and they keep the fans with it, that's a whole different story. But Yeah. We'll see. What you did? We'll get to it. Is yeah. tonight. I don't want to spoil it, but go ahead. What was next? Sorry. So after that, um, we had Eric Rowan versus Aleister Black. Great job of, like I said, sympathy on Aleister Black, which is hard to get because he's a cool badass. It's hard to get sympathy on those types of characters. And they did a very good job with that tonight. But they did a good job of setting the table and storytelling of Aleister Black. He got a lot of TV time tonight, I felt. I felt. Um, setting this match up just what would normally be a throwaway match versus Eric Rowan, right? Yeah. I, like I, I think by having him get injured before the match, it, it did throw the finish in question. Whereas before you would have thought Alistair with another win. Great sympathy going into the match. Yeah. And especially when you're doing a rematch, you know, and you're not, and you are still having the same guy win, which I'm glad I'm glad yeah. they should not be doing 50, 50 with Alistair black right now. So I thought, and I thought the match was really good. This was probably the best Rowan match I've yeah. seen in a long time. Eric can work. He's good. He's yeah. not crappy. Him versus uh, what's his name was really good too. If you guys remember back, uh, Roman. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he can work. The big guy can work. I think you're seeing the uh, the push kind of dying, or if not, if it's not completely gone away, it's dying down for Rowan because 
he was thrown out like nothing in the Royal Rumble by Brock and, and now beaten two weeks in a row. So. He's being beaten by a guy that's uh, got a rocket, essentially almost a rocket ship attached. Almost. Yeah. Not really that, but hopefully. <laughs> I mean, but with uh, Rowan, though, I mean, doesn't he have to win one of these? I mean, he lost last no, week. Down no, there. not yeah. me. They nope. have Alistair Black, uh, may, uh, again, fingers crossed, uh, a future perennial main event around their hands that they do this right with him. Now. Now yeah. it's so important. Yeah, Alistair Black has not been beaten on the main roster yet. No, uh, so Rowan should not be the guy to beat him. God, no. The thing with the cage, I thought it was interesting Ugh. that the uh, cover of the cage is like stapled and glued all <laughs> around the cage when the cage got knocked over. I don't even care about the cage like, at all. I'm annoyed we're even talking about it right now. If anything, care about the cage. It makes me. It's almost like this is why wrestling's kind of not cool right now. Is stuff like this. <laughs> I'd rather they just get rid of it. You know. Hey, let's give a shout out to the guy on Twitter the other night. Who's the guy on Twitter who had the idea that? Oh. Hey, what was it again? His idea that uh, oh, it's Undertaker's urn in there. <laughs> I, yeah, that was pretty good. It tells like, wait a minute, dude's hand bled. Somebody else's hand bled when they touched inside it. How do you explain that? <laughs> and he gives it to Bray Wyatt to use against Taker. He said something like that. That'd be cool. It'd be it'd be something. Uh, <laughs> that's more thought that he put into it than WWE did yeah. for sure. Yeah, totally. Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is what it is. There, there will be no satisfying payoff to this story. Maybe that was it. Maybe when they knocked it over, he, Rowan stops bringing it now. Mm, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's only going to help him. Right, exactly. You know, we got to dump it. Yeah. Uh, so Alistair Black won that match. Oh, and then we had the interview with uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, this was kind of different. What did you guys think of this? I still don't know what I think of it. I liked it. I think Drew's, I mean, it's amazing. Drew is doing what they tried to get over with Roman for such a long time of being this badass baby face. That's what it reminded me of with Roman. It, it reminded me when they were doing the Rome, uh, the Roman versus Lesnar build and they yes. did the, the backstage interview where he's sitting down. Remember when they got snowed out? Right. Stanford headquarters. Yeah. Which yeah. I actually really like that episode. But yeah, it, where they're humanizing him now. Yes. Um, Terry Allen's really concerned about your earbuds. Oh, whoops. There we go. Thanks for the $4 donation. Uh, he's asking if your earbuds are broken. That's the second one that he sent. Second super chat. Thank you. Thank you for those. Um, Sorry, Terry Allen. Um, yes, they are. And they're not my earbuds that are broken. My microphone, this thing. Yeah. It'll, we were working on fixing that for next time. Um, know yeah, but... Stupidest stuff. No offense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, totally. That's what it reminded me of. I don't know. I, I think Drew was the other stuff was more effective that they've been doing. Now I, I do think there's a time and place for stuff like this. I was. Did you guys watch any of the ruthless aggression uh, yeah, shows? I did watch two episodes of it. Yes. Or no, I'm not. I'm thinking of uh, the day of the Royal Rumble, the day of Royal Rumble show, where they showed like a bunch of backstage stuff, and they had Lacey Evans. Who is showing like she keeps these letters in her boots in in every match she's wrestled, and it's always someone like uh, who is you know uh, who fought addiction and and overcame addiction, and she's talking about it and crying and and just came across as such a super baby face and it's real. And I was like, if they aired that on TV, 
it, yeah, it would be way more effective than anything that they do. But uh, missing the boat with her, throw a camera on that lady twenty four hours a day, and the rats will write itself. Yeah, but I, I feel like with Drew, the the opposite's been working. Like the the stuff in the ring, and you know, I don't know. I don't know if you just want to keep shifting gears, and I don't know. But I, I, it wasn't bad. It, it, I don't think it hurt him. His interview. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't hurt him. No, I, not at all. I felt like parts of it I liked. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about going away and coming back, a man, that kind of a thing. Um, but I don't know. I, I, and one thing, you know, that bothered me with that promo, they should not be showing him when he was with 3MB. I just think it just <laughs> kind of, you know, just kind of. going to happen, Raj, and it's going to be incredible. I just think it, it takes some of that magic away from where he is right now. You see him as this badass, and you look at him, you're like, oh, wait, that was him. It does. I agree with that. And I also was surprised they did that. That's the part I didn't like about this. Um, because Vince, I told you, when he, when I got sent back down to OVW, I want to say for like eight months, six months, something like that, after Timo Brock Lesnar and his team, right? Team Lesnar for Survivor Series. Um, I remember asking him, like, I just was on TV like six months ago, not stuttering. You know, he's like, let me worry about that. You know? And I, and I was like, so they're just going to, we're going to forget. Yeah, this ever happened then, uh, you know? And that's the way they are. Yes, yeah. we want you to forget all of that. So I was really surprised to see them go back to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's like even if you're turning Bray Wyatt babyface, I don't want you showing Husky Harris clips, you know? Well, although with Huskus the pig, I think that's the ultimate. I mean, now it's uh, very subtle. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. You, you shouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Nightmare Knee, thank you for the $5 donation. He's saying WWE is throwing away money by not booking talent to their full potential. I think KO would have been huge if they let him be who he was in NXT. Definitely. I thought we got a little bit out of him tonight in his promo versus Randy. Yeah, he was kind of that 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 violent... Uh, and also smartass. Yeah. He's a good smartass. He's a funny smartass. Yeah, it doesn't hurt him. It doesn't, you know what I mean. Sometimes somebody tries to be a, a smart ass and gets to be too cute. I don't like it. But mm-hmm. Ao is always, I think he's hilarious, and, I, and it doesn't take away from him being a badass either. Mm-hmm. I like. They it. just have him lose all the time. I don't think he's won a match on TV like this year. I could be wrong. Because I think he could be. He is a main event star for them. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, and I think that's my frustration with a lot of this. Right? It's like street profits. They need a good angle. They should be doing their own thing. Instead, they're a supporting act uh, in these storylines. Um, KO should be doing his own thing. Instead, he's stuck in this with Rollins. Like, I don't know. I just, AOP even, with pairing with uh, Rollins and, and Murphy. I just feel like these are talents that they're just all getting lumped together, and it kind of takes away from their unique specialness. Well, and that's the pro- that's, that's the thing here. That sometimes WWE thinks the sum of all parts yeah. is the answer. But when you're putting three out of four of a group into the main event picture that have never been in the main event picture before, you know, you got to be careful with that because not all three are going to get over. Maybe one will get over. I just used the example I just threw out there earlier. They threw me and Nathan Jones in there with Big Show and Brock Lesnar and A-Train. And, you know, we're two giants on our own, right? So now we're in the ring with all these other big guys. We just kind of like, in the back, if you, if you really look at it, and don't mean as much, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just like noise, not good noise either. So it's like 
you got to make these people feel special. If you're going to bring them up to the main event echelon level, then give them their own thing. Don't lump them all together because then they all just like the way you guys are explaining it. It's just like this group of guys that are out there. We're not saying, did you see Murphy do this or do that? Oh, did you see what AOP did out there? That was odd. We're not really talking like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody, those three are not getting over. They're not get, They're not being brought up. Right. That's a lot to put on Seth Rollins, by the way. I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's a lot to put on him to try to get three of those talents over that WWE's done a piss-poor job booking in the past. And then you put them out there against other mid-card guys that you've now brought up to this main event babyface level on the babyface side, right? Mm-hmm. With who they're going against. It, I don't know. And you need to give some of the guys uh, who are stars some real wins. Like, you know, I mentioned Owens. He hasn't had a, he hasn't beaten someone in a singles match since he beat Mojo Raleigh in a Christmas street fight, you know, in December. And he's being pushed as one of your top, one of your top guys. That stuff, it matters. People, people like Kevin. They like KO. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's part of it is does it feel to you guys and maybe and maybe this is just perception versus reality. I feel like there are less storylines. If you look now where Raw is now versus a year ago, I feel like there are less storylines. Like individual storylines for the wrestlers. I don't know. I don't I, I'll be honest. I'm not just trying to be contrarian here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I think about it and I think of okay, you have the Lashley storyline with Lana. You have the Humberto, uh, what's his name, storyline from earlier. Okay. We have the storyline of uh, OC jumping, uh, what's his name, Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. Can Alistair Black overcome it and him versus, he's in like purgatory right now going against what's his name. But there's a storyline in there of his push, his rise, Alistair Black. So, I mean, Brock Lesnar versus Drew. Drew's is a good storyline. Yeah, I, th- I think, I, Glenn, do you mean more like? Or in? Like, do you mean more like the Lanny, Lanny, Lana Lashley stuff, where it's a lot of stuff that's not matches, but it doesn't feel big. I feel like okay, so I feel like there are a couple of big storylines, but a lot of this other stuff might as well be uh, that feud over the Japanese shampoo commercial. Uh, No, seriously, but you know what I'm saying. We're just, we're just, you're just wrestling matches. You're just thrown together and wrestling every week, and that's your feud. He thinks he's cute. I'm gonna whoop his ass, like. That's yeah. it's that's not really something we tune in for. So the Rollins thing, and again, this is a little contradictory to my initial point. The Rollins thing, the ref reveal, okay, at least they're taking a big swing. Like, I don't care for it, but I feel like there's less big swings. I feel like the Brock stuff, that's background, man. Like, Brock yeah. and Drew could be big, but most of the time, Brock, when's the last time, like, a Brock feud was the hottest storyline on Monday Night Raw? They almost had it with Ray for a minute there. Yeah, I thought it was. You know, for, for a minute there. I, and I say that because it went on. It, it didn't go on to really do something. Well, for me. But then you've got Edge versus Orton. And it's like they're just, I mean, treading. What Could you imagine? You and maybe like this, is, this is something like we talked about Lost earlier. Uh, like you turn your show with a big mystery and they're just like, yeah, we're going to we're going to get to that. But now let's talk about all this other shit. You know, <laughs> um, I like, think they should they should just keep Orton off of TV, you know, for yeah. a week or two here or there, so they don't have to just kind of drag it out. Uh, Edge is going to be back on Raw, not not this coming Monday. Beth Phoenix will be on the announcement, but he's going to be on the week after, so that's his. Uh, so that'll be the night after Elimination Chamber. And you know, Randy, by the way, after the first week when he beat up Matt Hardy, 
it would be perfectly acceptable for Randy just to come out and be like, Randy Orton, I'm the Viper. That's what I do. It's unpredictable. There's no rhyme or reason. Just seemed like the right thing to do. And I think people would be kind of like, okay, that makes sense. Now let's move on to the next thing. But don't yeah. tease it out if there's not going to be a payoff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because Randy's been getting these rave reviews from getting great reactions. He's getting great heat. Fans are playing right into the palm of his hand. Um, and we all keep tuning in to see what it is that he did. Why did he do this? I think it's going to jump the shark one more week, though. So I'm hoping they see that and they say, like, all right, let's 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 stop having him come out and start it this way. Let's do something different with it. Um but it's some of the best work he's done on the mic, in my opinion. So if you're WWE, you're like, well, shit, we finally got Orton motivated with something really big right now. He's getting an insane amount of heat. He looks like he's having fun out there. This is good stuff. You know, they think highly of it. They're leading off every show with it, as well as it might be, as well as they should. When's the, when's the last time Orton's been this hot? I'd argue it's probably like his feud with Triple H uh, when he kissed Stephanie. <laughs> He's really dialed in on this. Yeah. You no, know, man. He's so in on this. I love it. Yeah. I think he's the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Um, yeah. I feel like, but there, there is a shelf life on it before the fans just turn. Um, with, with, with us tuning in and trying to get the answer out of him, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I yeah. If they, do it again. It jumps the shark officially as far as what the reason is. Yeah. But him himself, I mean, the fans are going crazy when he's out there. Yes. It's, got, it's up to the writing team. To be creative. Yeah, yeah. It's on them, not him. Again, this is reminding me of Seth and Dean, where they never did, they, they had the same thing. They were teasing, like, why did you do it? Why did you do it? And Dean would just walk away and never give the answer. And then. That was such an easy answer, too. Yeah, it, it fizzled, and then the feud just sucked, and it, it was something that should have been the hottest feud in, in a long time just, you know, faded like, away. How hard would it have been, though? I said this before, guys. Yeah. Just well, you did it to us with the shield. You broke the shield. You yeah. took money out of our out of our mouths. Well, how's payback? It's payback, mother effer. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And been like, I've been wanting to do this forever, but Roman's been stopping me. Now he's gone, and so now is my time. That's it. That was easy. Well, speaking of storylines that uh, don't go anywhere, perhaps never go away. Our truth was out to introduce Bobby Lashley and Lana. Uh, the Rusev Day chance, Lana yelling Rusev Day is canceled. Is the Rusev element of this over, Raj? Oh, I definitely think so. Um, oh, yeah. It was, yeah. I, I, you know what's interesting is they have that <laughs> two-wake mountain trophy gauntlet match uh, at Super Showdown this Sunday. And Rusev was originally in it, and they even showed him on the graphic on screen. But when they're reading it, they replaced Rey Mysterio with Rusev and on their Twitter account, too. So it looks like they might have pulled Rusev from that match and replaced him with Rey Mysterio. Um, it's a very know. weird match, like with R-Truth in it, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, it just seemed like a, they just wanted Lashley to beat somebody. So you know pick what? the name out of the hat. I got I to say one thing. R-Truth is a very sympathetic character right now. I think he is one... Uh, I, he's always had fan support, but I think he's gotten even more with the 24-7 stuff. And, uh, yeah, he's more endearing now. I agree. Like, people don't want to see him get killed. No. Like, he was like, hey, can I take my clothes off? And Bobby got to jump him. And he's like, the piss out of Bobby for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tonight, Art... <laughs> 
But but the, but the, about the Rusa Vlash, I mean, they haven't followed up on it in a month, and you could tell like they've moved on. Whether or not Rusev's staying with WWE or they're writing him off TV. Uh, but what it, happens then? Does Bobby have to continue to like just be escorted out to the ring by Lana? And then what? We're, I like, guess the payoff with those two being together is Rusev. The two of them together does not have heat without the payoff of Rusev. So once it's announced that Rusev has quit WWE. I'm telling you right now, Lana is not going to have the same kind of heat that she did because now she has done this to a character that is no longer in threat of ever coming out and writing this wrong. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, she did sign a five-year deal so they could just, you know how WWE does stuff. They could just quietly move her away from Lashley and put her back on SmackDown. do that for Bobby's sake because Bobby needs to go on Brock Lesnar and I'm sick of waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see that too. Man, yeah. I think with Heyman booking that too, I, be, I think he could do it right. Dude, I think if they did it right, you, you do take a risk by doing like MMA rules in a way, and it worked. In, mm-hmm. in, maybe in a worked environment. Yeah, like play up their MMA records a little bit and their backgrounds. Uh, like the the two legit toughest fighters in WWE. I think it, it could be. I think it'd be really great. Shoot stuff in there here and there, maybe. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. How do they book Brock going forward, though? So if Drew takes the title off Brock, yeah, they had this problem last time, Brock without a title. I mean, but to your what you were saying, like Brock's accomplished everything. Brock with the title seems pointless. Brock without the title seems pointless. What do no, you they do? Screwed when you're up, no, they screwed up by having okay. Brock, by having Brock win the uh, Money in the uh, Bank ladder match. Like he had no reason to be out there and be any part of that match whatsoever. Right? He did not need to have a title. Yeah, well, Brock holding the title, it's not it, its not really pointless because the point has always been to have someone beat him for it and become a star. Uh, it's just stuff always happens to where uh, he re-signs or someone gets injured and they, they put it back on him. But He does not need it, though. Like, like right. we can still lose to somebody. He was not champion when he beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, was he? Right, no, he wasn't. He he won his first title since coming back after that, like that uh, SummerSlam after. He just doesn't he doesn't need it to if he wants to put over other talents, he does not need the championship. Right. He's like give it to Drew. That's the big one. That's the big payoff. I would argue it's a bigger payoff. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is. It's a bigger payoff than Roman beating him, and it's a bigger payoff than Seth beating him. And think about the years they put into both of those two characters building up to Brock. And look at Drew. Drew's got like done it in like last six months. Four months, I would argue. I bet you it's been four months since they decided him versus Brock. Yeah, we'll see. You know, again, you have. I've seen WWE booking bring someone down real fast. Because remember, Roman was getting hot there for a while when he was a he was a baby face. He wrestled Randy Orton at SummerSlam. He was getting hot, and then that Ooh. Royal Rumble. Who? Who? Roman. Uh, when they were grooming him for Brock, he was getting hot, and then they. They screwed it up. They they did that whole stuff with Daniel Bryan and yeah. same thing they did with Batista. Anyway, it doesn't put it past me that they could drop the ball on this. I hope they don't, but we'll see. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Bobby Lashley won that match pretty easily against our truth. Yeah. I think the fans guess that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if I don't say the finish match, no, you, have, like, you have to. Raj will back us up three segments from now. Be like, wait, you didn't give the finish to that match. You would be shocked how many people say they watch the podcast and don't watch the show. 
I would I mean, actually you wouldn't be shocked because you probably all of all have all heard it. I'm gonna make a prediction or a guess rather that it's probably I bet you it's about forty percent now. In the chat, guys, just say, uh, do you usually watch the show, uh, the show we're reviewing or not? Just say yes or no uh, for WWE. Let's not uh, do NXT or AEW right now. Or just for Raw. You watch SmackDown. You generally watch Raw. Yeah. Or do you watch the show? And while those are coming in, if we want to go to the next thing. <clears throat> oh, we have the contract signing for uh, Jerry Lawler out there with the women that are going to be in the Raw Women's Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Oscar Ruby Riot. What's this that? Served, this served its purpose. Yeah, it was different, but right? I mean, it was cool. It was, it, was, it was to get to the pull-apart, and that was a very well-done pull-apart, I thought. Very, yeah. Very aggressive. It was different. I thought Oscar Oscar's been entertaining the hell out of me. to shine, right? Yeah. I think she's... Uh... She's been great. Uh, a lot of no's, some yeses, but a ton of no's saying that they don't watch the show that we're reviewing. So, um, yeah, I'd say probably like 70 30. Damn. Um, yeah, Oscar's been great. Shayna, we'll see. Um, she did She did good in this. This is good use of Shayna tonight. Yeah, I thought she was better. Yeah. She didn't have to do anything crazy to talk and be herself. How mm-hmm. we handle, you know, trying to get your hands on somebody and whatnot. Pull apart, that's easy to do, right? Yeah. But fans love pull aparts, and they did it very well. They mm-hmm. popped like crazy when Becky came out. Did you see Liv Morgan with that, that table jump? <laughs> she, like, jumped over the table and dove. She looked – I feel bad for Liv because she comes back, they put her in the storyline, and then she's taken right out of it. Seriously, um, man. The girl can't get a break, man. I know. It's cooled her off. And then this thing with Ruby, they did two weeks of promos, and then that's kind of nowhere. Uh, I so. hope she doesn't have to. I hope she gets something better than that, because I didn't like Ruby Riot working with her anyway to begin with. Yeah. I want to see this girl do something bigger, because that's all I've heard, that she's got the chops, Liv Morgan, to do something much bigger. So I hope they give her that opportunity with something. I think Asuka would be great. I mean, I could think she could only improve if she feuded with Asuka. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that definitely would give her street cred in the ring too, for sure. Yeah. A good feud versus Asuka. No, I think this women's match, I mean, this, this was fantastic. I mean, talk about an economy of storytelling, how with one segment they were able to build such anticipation and further along what's going on here on the inner uh, rivalries within the women. I thought, I thought this was fantastic. I mean, yeah. Shayna's winning, but still, this is going to be a great match. I don't get why they did the angle before they did this match. Why not wait to do Shayna biting Becky the day after Elimination Chamber after she wins? Because, yeah, it takes all the suspense out. You know Shayna's winning. It's just a, it's it's like they're just doing this match for the sake of doing it. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. I think uh, it got everyone's attention, right? I mean, it was a big entrance from Shayna. It made yeah, but sense. you still do that. Yeah, I mean, I so, here's There's the real a- question. Because you had her in the Royal Rumble anyway. It wasn't like she's this total surprise. Yeah. Go ahead, Glenn. Oh, so the real question is, so they have these women's storylines that exist within this match. What do they do after that? Will we see Liv versus Ruby? Will we see more going on aside from just the Shayna Becky build to WrestleMania after right. Elimination Chamber? That's the test. Right now, it's all going to be a play in that, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the, Elimination the, Chamber. Thank you. Elimination yeah. Chamber. They'll have spots with each other in there. And then 
Remember they used to do that with Becky and Sasha? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble or something like that, and they face off, and they do little things for like two seconds, and like we were supposed to be like emotionally invested in them that they're facing off. Like that's not how they do. They got to face off in singles competition for it to advance the storyline for me, not this stupid little battle royal where they give them like two spots to do against each other, and now I'm supposed to be like, oh, this is a great storyline. No. So hopefully they get that like that center stage treatment storyline. A lot of them, like a lot of them, are entertaining as hell. It ain't just Oscar. There's a few of them that I don't know, man. They're all crushing it. It feels like most of them. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that match. I think it's uh, going to be fantastic. So there's going to be a separate Raw and SmackDown Women's Elimination Chamber match. Good. Is there? Well, that's what I'm asking, because this was all Raw tonight, wasn't it? I don't think so. Um, Who was not on the Raw? Raw No, you had SmackDown won the Royal Rumble, so they don't, you know, I mean. uh, Let me see. uh, Who won? Charlotte won. Oh, yeah, and she's going for the NXT. Right. So the SmackDown title is open, right? Going into Mania as of now. Okay, so it's going to be the Raw title that they're deciding in Elimination Chamber. Who's going to be facing Facing Becky. Okay, so maybe no separate SmackDown. I don't know what's up with the SmackDown women's division. I feel like till Sasha comes back, it's really Hold just on a second. Baseball. Is there only one match announced for Elimination Chamber so far? Uh, it's a week from match. Sunday. According to Wikipedia, it is the women's match. Yeah, that's it. Jesus. Man, all right. This is where them going overseas things up. Yeah. And I would be thrilled to see Naomi versus Bailey get a part two after Saudi Arabia at Elimination Chamber one-on-one. I think that could be a really great match. Unless they give us a title in Saudi Arabia, that'd be great. No, but then they do the rematch. You could do the rematch, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see the rematch after that. (laughs) You're like, I'm just good. (laughs) Naomi's the champ. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go Naomi-Sasha. It'll be great. That would be great. The trash talking in those promos would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, after this... We had a Murphy versus Angelo Dawkins. This Murph the Smurf thing, man. Like, wait, oh, no, wait, uh, wait. Did they call him that? Yeah, they were referring to him as Murph the Smurf. Who said that? Three Prophets. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's how it starts, though. Then the crowd starts chanting it. And next thing you know. Yeah, that's a tough one to come back from. I agree. I agree. Ah. Uh, uh. I see why you're saying that, because I if that was me, I'd be kind of yeah, I'd be like, dude, why would you say that? What do you now would would the Smurf be the worst cartoon character you could be compared to in wrestling? Perhaps a snork would be worse because snorks were like bootleg smurfs. They were on right after on Saturday mornings. I it was the that. same show. Same show, just one was <laughs> underwater. Yeah. But but it's that he's diminutive, right? That's what yes. they make fun. Yeah. No one has ever referred to someone as a smurf in a good uh-huh. way. <laughs> Uh, real quick, so it does look like there is going to be three Elimination Chamber matches. You're right, Glenn. Lacey Evans uh, apparently cut a promo on SmackDown saying right. that she wants she's going to be in a Chamber match. All the participants right. for this one are there. So, yeah, three. Yeah. Work with me on this for a second, guys. I'm just going to say, if, what's her name, um, if the GLOW does not win, right? Yes. And we could refer to her as the Glow. It could be like uh, the la- Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. We could just start calling her the Glow. Come on. Um, Naomi. Naomi. Jeez Louise. Um, Naomi doesn't win, let's say. Then what's her name's going to uh, uh Lacey's going to win the chamber and then go on to beat. Yes. 
But wait a second, Matt, no pop for Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon? Really? Nothing? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. You never saw The Last Dragon in the 80s? Oh my God, it's incredible. Wait, is that Bruce Leroy? Bruce Leroy, show enough? Yes, yes yeah. definitely. I'm sorry, yes, definitely. Just I didn't know Barry Gordy made that, though. It's it's in the title. It was called Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. But every time with Naomi in the glow, that's what I think of is The Last Dragon. It makes me happy. Why? Because The Last Dragon's awesome. No, why like, do you think of The Last Dragon? Because Bruce, Bruce Leroy had the glow. That's what they called it. Oh. Yes. Sorry. This is how my brain works. They called ruining somebody's shtick and their joke, folks. But for those of you at home keeping score, sorry. It's, it's fine, Matt. It, normally, we're, we're pretty in sync. I know. Slower than the last is Yes. Uh, but no, look, I think Naomi is so over uh, Sasha. Sasha versus Naomi would be money. I don't know what they're going to do. Sasha's still injured. She hasn't wrestled since, you know, January 3rd. Where is she injured from? Uh, an ankle injury, like during uh, a match with Lacey on SmackDown. How do they deal with this, though? I mean, Raj, what do you do when you've got someone that's this massively over? They can't just have her out there accompanying Bailey. I think, well, we talked about it. Her accompanying Bailey to the ring makes Bailey look so yeah, not cool by comparison. It does. It yeah. hurts her. Yeah. No, I mean, they haven't had her on TV, right? Like, she yeah. hasn't been on TV for a while. So, yeah, we'll see if she's uh, she can get cleared soon. It looked like, you know, for a couple of weeks, she was backstage at SmackDown. It looked like she was close to getting cleared, but it hasn't happened yet. I got a Peter, son of Raj back is his name now. You down with AOP? Yeah, you know me. All right. <laughs> what was your name? <laughs> it was uh, Naughty by Nature. You down with AOP? Yeah, you no, know me. Son of Raj back. Tremendous. <laughs> Don't try to roll over that, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Oh, and they hyped a little bit tonight, worth shouting out, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte that's going to happen Wednesday on NXT. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't hype that more, just given they want people to tune into NXT. Yeah, NXT got, like, nothing tonight. Yeah. Uh, so Murphy versus Angelo Dawkins happened. Uh, Angelo won by DQ when Seth Rollins hit the ring. Man, uh, and then this led to Montez Ford versus Seth Rollins, so we went, like, right into it. Uh and I like when uh, uh, Montez took the mic and said that Dawkins hit Murphy so hard last week, they took his first name away. Um, <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. The transition of this match was seamless, but that's, man, it's, I love Street Profits. I'm glad they're getting to wrestle finally and not doing this corny weekend update shit yeah. backstage. Um, it's, it's just all these guys. It becomes sort of a cluster when it's the same six guys, eight guys in these segments together. But this match was fantastic. This match really was good, and it continues to show. I, I love Dawkins and all. Happy he's got his opportunity finally because he's worked really hard to move up from NXT and get on Raw when it was still just developmental territory, right? That said, everybody's got to be able to see it. Tonight, they showed it again. And that is um, his partner is the one. Uh, Montez is the one is the singles breakout star of that group. Mm. He is good. He is really, really good. Yeah, it's, I agree. He's, he's oh. got he's got charisma. He's got he can Pull go. Back. Yeah. So Seth Rollins won that match. We got uh, T saying that Beth Phoenix is going to be raw next week to give a medical update on Edge, and uh, we got. <laughs> pretty big hype video tonight for Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. 
really putting Rhea over big time to this crowd. Do we still not think it's going to be a three-way? I think after Wednesday it will be. I, I don't think so. Uh, we want it to be. I don't know. I'd like for it to be. I, li- I love Bianca Belair, but I don't see it. Don't put the negativity out there. <laughs> well. Got to believe, Rush. Got to believe. Uh, Randy Orton <laughs> versus Kevin Owens, the main event tonight. And wouldn't you know it, Seth Rollins, Murphy, AOP. <laughs> <sighs> if this had just been the last match, if this had just been the last match, and Seth Rollins hadn't been there, I would have a much different viewpoint. Definitely. Me too. And the finish would have meant a little bit more to me, but I was annoyed that the schmas and all this crap happened at the end. And that, you know what I mean? Like, but then again, okay, well, Matt, how could the ref have screwed him over if, if he didn't, Seth didn't come out to be a part of that segment? I don't know. But I'm just saying the match itself was really good one-on-one. It's a pay-per-view quality match, in my opinion, those two against each other. And ah, I just—I hate to say it, but everything these guys touch sucks. Yeah, I mean, I thought—I thought the match itself was good, but you know, again, the once Rollins came out, just again seeing Rollins and Owens every week. Um, you know, last week they had—they did one of their their best first hour uh, viewership-wise with the Randy Orton, Matt Hardy stuff uh, since like before like the season premiere last uh, October. And then it just collapsed by the third hour. It was one of the biggest drops from hour one to hour three. People are getting tired of this stuff. It's it's very redundant. So, um, yeah, I just thought I I, I just kind of tuned out. And then when he had Orton get, I mean, uh, Owens get beat again. Like I said, Owens hasn't had a, a big win in a long time. He shouldn't be beating Orton either. Uh, no, but, but but there's other stuff you can do. Seriously, man, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, Terry Allen pointing out that uh, Sasha is participating in The Mandalorian. Yeah, I don't know if she's still filming that or not. I'm, um, but yeah, she she is. So yeah, that could be where she's at. Um, Nightmare Knee pointing out that Montez Ford married to Bianca Belair and two stars in the making. Uh, That's a reality show I want to see. I want a camera to follow them around all the time. Why is that LOL though, Nightmare Knee? Yeah, that is, why, that, why is that funny? <laughs> in fact, I want a reality show that's Montez and Bianca at home hanging out with Angelo Dawkins, trying to find Angelo Dawkins, a woman, and that should be like the plot of the entire season. I would watch that every week. Yeah, that should be good, actually. Yeah, definitely uh, watch tonight. And that's so. Yeah, so the the yeah. finish. Oh was... yes, the finish. <clears throat> He's going bananas, Glenn. He's human. The smoke's coming out of his ears. Okay. <laughs> We get, like, the quickest recount I think we've ever gotten from the ref. Ref's looking confused. Ref's out there talking to Seth. Kevin's coming out, getting in the ref's face, pulls him back in the ring. And finally, oh, the big reveal under the ref shirt, he's wearing a Monday Night Messiah shirt. (laughs) This is even dumber when I think about it now. Like, because this is the only way they can show allegiance. They can't have commentary say, oh, he must be a fan of the Monday Night Messiah. He's going to be wearing his T-shirt. It's like someone said to Vince, like, do you remember the last time we did a screw job in Canada? It's been like seven years. We're way overdue. So like, all right, we'll do it tonight, pal. Matt, could you imagine you're at work and you're, oh, no, here's a better one. Better one. You're in a city council meeting in Longwood and you uh-huh. agree with someone and everyone's like, why is Matt agreeing with that guy? Why is Matt agreeing with a guy? And it's revealed that you're wearing his T-shirt underneath. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's so stupid. It's such a stupid but, reveal. To be fair, in the world of wrestling, for whatever yes. reason, yeah. everyone has to be wearing a shirt with who their allegiance is to. Do you ever notice that? Yeah, it pretty much it started with the NWO, right? That was like really when it uh, it became a thing. You give the shirt, and that shows you're a member. Yeah, Mike Tyson a little bit, right? Uh, but that was a, that was that was the after. DX after, yeah. Crazy though. It's yeah. Like, since then, it's been like that. Hell, I remember when I debuted in TNA as a wrestler. I stopped being Cornette's bodyguard, and I debuted on Team Cage by ripping my referee jersey off. I was actually a special guest referee, and it's a Team Cage across the chat. <laughs> That'll kill everybody. <laughs> nuking AJ Styles in the middle of a ring with a elevator wasn't enough. It was the reveal of my shirt. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Wrestling's weird like that. It is. <laughs> it is. I, just, I would love to see that in a city council meeting or on the debate <laughs> stage. <laughs> the next Democrat Bloomberg takes his, his his jacket off. He's got a Biden shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's, it's just so dumb. And I know some people <laughs> like this. I mentioned that I thought this was a stupid ending on Twitter. I got lit up about it because some people loved it. And it's fine if you loved it. It's just for me, it's just not my jam, man. Like, yeah, no, no, they loved it. There, like, there are some people on Twitter, like, I'm actually surprised. I think I've seen some controversial shit on Twitter before. And this is one of those things where it's like, there's some people like, this is great storytelling. This was a fantastic ending. What are they going to do next? And it's like, I think there's going to be more people secretly wearing Monday Night Messiah shirts. Like, which, again, this is where I, I fear this angle is going. Because it's going to be like your Team Messiah or not Team Messiah. And it's really corny. Let me ask a question. Do we, if we're, let's really break down the dichotomy of this for two seconds. Work with me here. Yeah. Do, so to those fans out there, I thought this, this was excellent storytelling. Please explain to me, when Seth Rollins became this amazing speaker backstage... All right, to where he is a leader of a cult, like he's on that level where he's cult, this cult-like hero that he can make people and persuade people to do the things he wants to do. When did he become this great salesperson that can do all these things? Because I've not seen it. I've just seen him show up in the ring, and start saying, "I'm the Monday Night Messiah. I'm this. I'm that." I've not seen him cut a promo yet, quite frankly, in which. I believe when he goes backstage for the rest of the show that he can get anybody to start to follow his evil ways. Yeah. yeah. Bray was a little better. I believed. I mean, Bray, it was I definitely would buy. Yeah. But he had the charm. He had the and they charm. never really did it either. They never really recruited anyone, right? And it was always the same guys. That dude was perfect at it, actually. I would go drink the Kool-Aid that Bray Wyatt told me to go drink. For sure. He was, <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. Or for someone that was like a Tony Robbins type who was like, I'm going to show you the way and unlock the power of your mind. Yes. It's this nasally whiny guy out there who's a kick-ass wrestler, but yeah. I'm sorry, he's not the most persuasive speaker on earth. Like, not I'm in, not buying he's not, what he's selling. Not what, I, I'll tell you when I believe what he was saying when he said he's the best wrestler night in, night out. I bought that when he tweeted that, by the way. I believe that. Uh, because I believe he thinks that. And yeah. I, like that. I like that confidence in a champion. But that said... I don't believe that, again, he's going to be leading people to their demise or leading people to, you know. Well, I don't think it's a suicide cult, Matt. Let's be no, but, you know, but, yeah, yeah. but when we talk about cults, generally speaking, right. it's bringing suckering people in for something that's generally bad. And um, where do, uh, yeah. 
right? And where and where do you go with this? You know, when the NWO had Nick yeah. Patrick, at least they had their own group, and I just don't. It just seemed like a, maybe it was a one night thing, just something different to do. It was different. It did get people talking. It was more interesting, I guess, than a lot of the weeks of a lot of the finishes lately on Raw. So it was something. It was cheesy, but it's cheesy and interesting, I guess. And again, I do like when they do things outside the box. They yeah. try something different. I don't mind a swing and a miss. I just don't like it when they don't swing. And mm-hmm. to be fair to them, they did swing tonight. Yeah. And maybe they'll have a, maybe that ref is a great actor and explains it next week. And it's like, uh, you know. Oh, I'm betting money on that. <laughs> yeah. His expressions tonight, I mean, it just, oh, it was just very frustrating. And I don't know if you guys find this as well. Do you find that not you're more critical of Raw, but that Raw's shortcomings become more apparent? Like when you're watching that on Monday, if like on Saturday and Sunday you watch really good TV or you watch like a really good movie, think about stuff where you're like, I mean, Matt, think about like The Mandalorian or stuff where we could just talk about that or Cobra Kai or something where we get all up in it and it's like such a masterpiece. And then you watch Raw and you're just kind of like, oh, why am I doing this with my time? Oh, yeah. Yes. Honestly, yes. If I watch crappy reality TV, and I'm not saying pejorative to people that like that, but if I was watching, like, The Masked Singer all the time, and I like The Masked Singer, but if I was watching The Bachelor or things that were just like, this is kind of trashy, but whatever, I could see where I'd give Raw more of a pass. But when I like, watch stuff that I really love, it's tough to watch. I think like, about it when it when Raw comes on. That's what yeah. I think about it. Not when I'm watching Mandalorian or these good shows. Yeah. It's the opposite for me. Oh, Raw, and I'm like, damn, wouldn't it be so much better if we could talk about Karate Kid tonight? <laughs> Seriously, or the Last Dragon? I could do an entire no, podcast. I think a lot of times it's like not knowing how to finish. You know, if they finish with the Orton, uh, you know, the like the Orton Matt Hardy stuff, as opposed to the Team Owens versus Team Rollins for the fifteenth week, it, it it makes the show a lot better. You're the last thing you left, you know, going off a show is uh, is an impactful angle. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, like the Orton stuff, I, I don't find cheesy with with Edge at all. Not um, the Messiah stuff, yes. So. I hope he's able to turn it because I still I still think you know Seth is still one of my top five favorite guys. He's in my top my Booker T's top five. Yeah, it just seems like he has no one to really play off of right now in that group either. I know. I just wish I hope he's able to do something with yeah. it because he is freaking good, man. And he took a lot of grief yeah. you know, over some things that quite frankly weren't his fault. They put him with back put him with Becky and stuff like mm-hmm. that's creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where I don't fault the talent involved in any of this. I think everyone, man, you can speak to this yeah. been there. Everyone's trying to make the best sometimes of, of a bad situation of what you're yeah. giving. And by the way, I mean, let's relate it further. Everyone out there, everybody can relate to working for someone as a job where it's like, well, I don't agree with everything my boss does. Maybe the company, you know, like I question some stuff, but it's like, this is my job though. And I need to see make the best of it. It's right. a common experience for people to have. So we don't fault the talent at all. It is not their uh, fault of this. They're they're not responsible for the shortcomings here. Yeah. Here, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What else do we got, Raj? What else is going on? So this is uh, so originally the the plans were for uh, Roman Reigns to face the Fiend at WrestleMania, and for John Cena to wrestle Elias. Now. According to the Observer, those matches are out the window. So we don't. it's not known what the new plans are, but you would assume with Super Showdown this Sunday, it probably, you know, there's a good chance it might involve Goldberg. Maybe they have Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt, 
and face Roman Reigns. And then you go with Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Ooh. Some combination there. And I actually like that change. I, I know like, a lot of people are upset yeah. over it. No, I think that's a good one. Because this is this is what I was telling you. This is another reason why Bray did not need that damn title. Yeah. He doesn't need it. His character, in my opinion, is so much more over than those champion any championship in that company, quite frankly. I agree. And I, just hearing the matches... It, Roman versus Goldberg, Cena versus Wyatt is way bigger to me than Cena versus huge draw matches, huge WrestleMania matches. Two yeah, yeah. Great. yeah, and yeah, Wyatt versus Reigns just it just wasn't doing it. Spear versus Spear, Goldberg versus that that works. Okay, mm-hmm. the Roman fan or not, that works. Um, and then Bray Wyatt versus Cena. Come on, guys, that's awesome. That could really, really. There's no way John's going over on him. John, no way. Enough to know he's going to do business. Yeah, it's funny because they have actually wrestled before at Mania and Cena beat him, so it'd be kind of the oh, I, I, Jesus Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And another thing is that WWE is, has been negotiating to move the pay per views off the network. Uh, it came out that they've been talking with ESPN to do ESPN Plus. If it's ESPN Plus, there's a good chance it could be a similar deal to what UFC has, where the pay per views are you have to pay extra for them. So you have to sign up for ESPN Plus and then pay extra for the pay-per-views. And if that's the case, they're going to want to start making them really loaded again. So They've got a lot of work to do then if they're going to do that. What are the price ranges, do you think, Rod? Like, well, the UFC is normal. I mean, uh, like that McGregor fight, was it's not any cheaper. It was like 60 bucks, I think. No, I mean, like you said, I've got to buy the ESPN one. Right, yeah. So ESPN Plus is 5 bucks a month. Okay. So if so if that's included, that's not you know that's nothing. But if the pay per views are on top of the five bucks a month like you it is with UFC, I can see that being tough for WWE at the beginning because they've trained fans that pay per views are worth ten bucks a month, you know nine ninety nine, and then all of a sudden if you're charging forty bucks again, um, say if they are doing forty bucks, it'd be I'd have to first buy my five dollar membership to the ESPN app, whatever that is, right? Right. And an extra forty bucks for that month's pay per view. Right. Through watching it, do that app again, right? Okay, yeah. So, hmm. yeah, that's uh, whatever it is. They're probably going to announce it in the next few weeks because Vince said it's going to be at the end of this quarter, which is the end of March. And chances are, if they're announcing it. It's probably going to be WrestleMania is going to be the first one. Uh, it's, yeah. If it's not NBC Peacock, because that doesn't start until after Mania. But ESPN Plus, don't you think ESPN Plus would be a better deal than Peacock? I would think so. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on the fan. Okay, so for me, shocking to people I know, uh, I have no interest in sports. So ESPN Plus, but Peacock is going to have the new Punky Brewster, dude. And it's going to have a Saved by the Bell reboot. Uh, it's going to have... Uh, you've, you've, you, so you've answered the question. Peacock, <laughs> it's way yeah, better on ESPN Plus. I'm going to be a day one subscriber to Peacock. <laughs> but here's the thing. with At ESPN, we see this with the UFC on there, is they have they promote those fights big time. So they would be promoting WrestleMania. You already have WWE having partnerships with Fox and NBC, and now having ESPN2 plugging their shows. Better do a better job, because whenever ESPN covers it, they do a terrible job. Michelle Beal used to do a decent job of it back in the day. They, they, when anybody else does it, it's, it's, it's so shy. They do a terrible job with it. Yeah, um, the only time like it, a joke. Yeah, the only time it's good is like when Hunter or somebody like that comes in and does uh, what do you call it? first take, whatever else it's called, uh, with Stephen A. and Max Kellerman or something like that. 
but other when it's up to the ESPN people just to talk about it, like like the reporting on it, right? It's generally not good, and it's yeah. cheesy. But it'll still be more effective than the uh, cross promotion with the new Punky Brewster. I think we'll we could agree on that. <laughs> Agreed to disagree. Final Punky Power. Is it still Soleil Moon Fry? It still is. Uh, I wasn't even a fan of the original show. I just think it's remarkable they're rebooting it. I actually watched that show like back the, in the day. I like the original show. I yeah. was more like Henry Warnemont. I was more of a Silver Spoons kind of guy. Uh, but you could watch both. I like that too. Yeah. I, used to, I used to want that train more than <laughs> yeah. Freddie Freddie Prince Jr., former WWE uh, creative, is going to be on Punky Brewster as her ex-husband in the reboot. So that'll be interesting. Oh, so they're like grown up. Yeah, and she has a, and she takes in a child. So I, I could, I'm really mad about this. I could have gone to the pilot taping of the reboot, but we were on vacation and it didn't work out. I'm still salty that we weren't able to make that happen. Yeah, life can be hard sometimes. <laughs> I guess if these are the problems that I'm most disgruntled about, things ain't that bad. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, yeah, WrestleMania card still in flux. Um, I like that, though. This changes the Mania game big time. Oh, huge. That's got Brock Drew, Cena, Bray, and what was the other one? Goldberg uh, Roman? Goldberg Roman, and then Taker AJ. So Taker AJ? Yeah. That's the rumored match right now, yeah. Dude, this Mania could be insane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people have said that Bray might be losing the title of Goldberg, but I think it, it actually helps everything oh. out. Oh, and Orton Edge. Yeah, Edge and Orton. Dude, five like main events of WrestleMania. Charlotte and Rhea. Yeah. Okay, so in <laughs> one hour, I got very excited about wrestling. <laughs> but before yeah. that is uh, Elimination Chamber, and before that is WWE Super <laughs> yeah. this Thursday. Oh, and AEW Revolution Saturday. That I'm excited to be cool. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll be back for that as well and for Super Showdown. Oh, my so what's gosh. For Super Showdown? Matt, you're out. I think I have to work uh, this Thursday. Raj? Yeah, it's me and Nick covering Super Showdown. Okay. When is it? It's Thursday. Like noon? Yeah. So noon can, yeah. Um, Wednesday, obviously, we'll be here with Dynamite NXT. Friday, SmackDown. <laughs> Saturday, AEW Revolution. So it's a lot of stuff. AEW Revolution, can you guys all do it? I was planning Revolution? on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. on my calendar. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, it's a leap year. These pay-per-views, sometimes they come up quick where you're like, oh, my God, it's this week. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, anything else to cover before we take this home? I think that's it. Cool, guys. Uh, he's at BP Matt Morgan. And uh, speaking of which, let me put you over, Matt. Where can they watch that great video that was done on you by oh, your yeah. local Fox affiliate talking about your transition from wrestling into politics? They could check it out on my Twitter feed at BP Matt Morgan or check it out. Uh, I think that's one place I posted. Or my Facebook page, Matt Morgan for Longwood. Awesome. Everybody check that out. Great story. Uh, really proud of you, Matt, and uh, glad you're getting that coverage. And be sure to go to Facebook.com slash Wrestling Inc. for our meetup at WrestleMania. Click on the Events tab in RSVP. Raj, what are we up to? It's getting pretty full. Yeah, I think it's like over, I think it's around 200 already. Um, wow. Between going and interested. And then I've gotten a lot of uh, emails of people saying that they're not on Facebook. Yeah, it's over 200 now. And people uh, that have been 
DMing saying that they, they're not on Facebook, but they're interested in asking how they can do it. Right now, it's still only Facebook, but um, send your DM so at least I have your, your name if, if yeah. you don't have a Facebook account. Sure. And some people just like will not create a Facebook account because they have problems with Facebook. So yes. just shoot me a DM or an email. <clears throat> Get on top of that, guys. We want to make sure we do this the right way for you guys. And it's, we're doing it to cater to you guys and what you guys want to see from us. So we, if we get a good number, we can then figure this out on what it is we'll be doing. But we're going to be doing something. You know, our word on that. We're going to be there. We can't wait to meet you. And if this works, touring it worldwide, man. Going to go yeah. start yep. playing theaters. So Rick's on the River, uh, April 3rd, Friday, April 3rd, from 3 to 5 p.m., uh, maybe a little later. And so definitely check it out. Uh, did you find out, is Ryback in town, WrestleMania weekend? Yes. <laughs> I don't he's know. He's got to be, right, Ryan? I'm sure he's doing it behind. I don't, I don't think he really goes to those things. We'll get him to come to ours. All right, I'll, I'll talk to him. Got to be a run-in. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Until uh, next time, folks, we'll get you back here Wednesday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.